Welcome to the Grace Church Podcast, an extension of our adult Sunday school ministry and stories of grace. Pastor Brandon here, along with Pastor Steve. Hey there. And we are committed to utilizing this platform to continue our church's rich tradition of deep theological teaching through our adult Sunday school ministry. Though this unique season of following Jesus has not been without its share of challenges, we hope that you will tune in weekly to dive deeper into the scriptures as we hear from the vast array of teachers that we are blessed to call family here at Grace Church. Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome back to the Grace Church podcast. Thanks so much for taking the time to tune in, to listen, to even enter the conversation yourselves. Um, And so here we are back with Stan Nussbaum, who is here talking with us about Just Do It groups. He was in studio. Uh, You heard the episode from yesterday. That's just a reminder that if you have not heard the first episode from yesterday, you're going to want to go back because this conversation that is about to ensue will only make sense once you have heard the first episode. And so what we're going to do now um, after having listened to that first episode, we are going to demo one of these Just Do It groups. And every time I say that, I just want to call them Nike groups. But again, we <laughs> talked about behind the scenes why that's not going to work. So mm-hmm. uh, we are going to demo one of these Just Do It groups, and then we will have a conversation around that as well. So I'll hand it over to you, Stan, and you can walk us through what it is like to be in one of these Nike or Just Do It groups. <laughs> Uh, okay. Well, let's, uh, let's just do it. All right. Uh, And that's a reminder, actually, you're holding a piece of paper right now, which, um, you're going to guide us through using this piece of paper. I will link that in the show notes for our listeners or in the description, depending on where they're listening to this, if they're listening to this on the website or on Spotify, they'll be able to find a link in the description of this episode to this to a PDF of this piece of paper. If you're listening to it on a podcast app, it'll be in the show notes. So sorry to interrupt. Mm -hmm. Okay. And big picture stuff for the listeners by way of intro. Uh, What we're demoing here is something that you would do uh, this week and the next couple of weeks with two or three friends. And uh, you would do it using this this leadership uh, guideline that I'm going to use. Um, so, Steve and Brandon, uh, thanks for coming today. Hey, thanks for having us. And this is great. Getting in on a Just Do It group. We'll see how it goes. Uh, we're What we're doing is listening to God to put a Just Do It thing into each of our heads. And we'll do that each week for the three weeks we want to do it. Nobody's teaching anything. Um, I'm, I'll lead the first one. Uh, Brandon, you got the second week. Steve, you got the third week. Uh and uh, we'll use these. We'll use the same question sheet every day, which is that document that Brandon was talking about. We use those same questions, and we just take turns. Whoever's reading them and deciding, okay, we're done with question five now, and we'll go to go to six. Um, after the three weeks, then we decide um, if this is working for us and what to do next. If we're going to do it for another. Um, another couple of months or if we're going to make it a lifelong uh, meeting or what we're going to do. But but for right now, we're just trying this out. We're just uh, test driving this approach to listening to God 
believing that if we all listen to God better and if we influence the people around us to listen to God better, um, the world gets better. Mm. And uh, so uh, let's get started here. Let's blast off. Yeah, let's blast off. Okay, so what is one thing you're thankful for this week? Uh, not just being cliche, but my wife. I'm not going to follow this now because that's not where my mind went, though no. I am very thankful for my wife. Yeah. But No, I mean, and, and we're 11 years married, and, and I am always thankful for my wife generally. But um, this week and today, I'm just particularly thankful for my wife. Um, there have been just some real practical ways she's encouraged me, uh, both in helping with with certain things like uh, uh, what am I trying to say here? All, all, just in in multiple facets, whether it be emotionally or just practical helps or, uh, at, at the house, just some real encouraging things. So I'm I'm sorry, that's what comes to my mind. It really Don't be is. Sorry. Just, Don't be sorry. Is, so. I'm probably gonna jump on that train though now because you've reminded me of. There have been several things around our house. Uh, just the other night, I needed to get some rest because I was supposed to be up for a really early meeting the next morning, and our son got sick that night. He threw up, and uh, sorry for the image there that that gives to yeah. all the listeners, but uh, my wife just said, hey, why don't you know? I'll take the night shift and you just get some rest, and so there are th- little things like that that, okay, you don't need to be sorry, Steve. I'll jump on that bandwagon as well. Okay, and that's what we're after. And the, whoever's leading is also supposed to uh, uh, answer the questions, uh, but not in a way that they canned it. The leader doesn't doesn't plan, doesn't sure. go, th- doesn't study the passage <laughs> ahead of time and have all the canned <laughs> answers ready to unload. You know the right answers. Uh, it's just you know as we as we um, go along. So yeah, I'll say. Um, I was, I'm thankful that I'll, I'll, I'll go the work route since you guys went mm-hmm. both went the home route. Um, uh, I'm thankful that I made a major writing deadline that I had, mm-hmm. which um, um, was this past weekend. I had to do some overtime stuff to do it, and I didn't know if it was going to make it or not, but, mm-hmm. but I was praying that I would, and it finally came together. I'm thankful it did. Awesome. Uh, so, what's one challenge you're facing right now that you can afford to talk about in a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Stan, where do you want me to begin? <laughs> no, I mean, and and there obviously are layers um, of, of challenge, right? There's there's always layers. What what comes to mind right now is just feeling overwhelmed, um, and and actually, I, I so. Uh, when when this is going to be played is going to be later than it actually um, was, you know, when we were actually recording here. But last night there is the debate, the president, or the, at least the first presidential debate. I that's what would naturally uh, come to mind for I think many people. Um, but for me, just overwhelmed here, even just with church stuff, with work work things, and feeling like we're getting a lot of things started for the fall and. Um, it's been a little bit of an overwhelming season, even just from mm-hmm. uh, a work and church standpoint. Yeah, there's a lot of starting afresh or starting over or revamping that just 
has happened in several times in the last couple months because of what this whole pandemic has brought on is Mm -hmm. just you can't make plans and um, that makes it difficult to know well what are we going to do come fall what are we going to do come winter (laughs) and uh, you know I think Pastor Jonathan has has rightly um, guided us through what it looks like to Make plans while not making plans. <laughs> so anyways, that's, yeah, I was just following yep. up, piggybacking off of that. But yeah, we have we have health concerns at our house right now that are just feel weighty. And uh, yeah, there's, that's a struggle for us. So Yeah, this is a really hard question. It is. <laughs> you um, asked it though, so I you're going to answer so, it. So <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm on the hook uh, with the rest of you as to... Uh, which thing I'll I'll face? I guess one challenge for the next three days. Well, this will be over by the time the people hear this, but um, it's the first ever consultation that I'm going to. That's a, a Zoom consultation. There'll be about eighty mm-hmm. people on this thing from around the world, looking at new kinds of of. Um, of church planting movements, house church movements, and how we study them, what we know about them, and so on. And my good colleague who leads one of these, a a Central Asian guy, um, is also going to be, he and I are presenting one of the workshops in this thing. And so that's, this all this you know can this really work it's a it's an eight to twelve each morning from Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. How do we how does that work when you're not in the room with the people, um, so so we'll see. It's just, there are some going to be some challenges I think involved in that. Um, so do uh, next question: Do we have any friends um, who could use some help from us as a group this week? Uh, that one doesn't really work in terms of our demo group here, but in terms of the listeners groups because they'll be mm-hmm. with people. So if there's somebody they all know, that's the that's and the reason the question is there is that it's not just about us in the in the group, but about the, the wider circle. It's our world that we're um, mm-hmm. we're trying to influence. Okay, so uh, this week's um, reading is in Genesis 12. So if you guys want to open up to that Genesis 12, um, we'll, and I'll read it once here from the message. 12, 1 to 8. God told Abram, leave your country, your family, and your father's home for a land that I will show you. I'll make you a great nation and bless you. I'll make you famous. You'll be a blessing. I'll bless those who bless you. Those who curse you, I'll curse. All all the families of the earth will be blessed through you. So Abram left, just as God said, and Lot left with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. Abram took his wife, Sarai, and his nephew, Lot, with him, along with all the possessions and people they had gotten in Haran, and set out for the land of Canaan, and arrived safe and sound. Abram passed through the country as far as Shechem and the Oak of Morah. At that time, the Canaanites occupied the land. God appeared to Abram and said, I will give this land to your children. Abram built an altar at the place God had appeared to him. He moved on from there to the hill country east of Bethel and pitched his tent between Bethel to the west and Ai to the east. He built an altar there 
and prayed to God. So what stands out to you in what we just read? So um, one of the things that just immediately stands out is that this, I'm not coming from just nowhere here, Mm -hmm. but uh, Genesis 12 and particularly this first part is thought of um, as God covenanting with with Abraham and um, making a threefold promise to him and um so that's just <laughs> I I mean mm-hmm. we could go more more in depth there yeah. but just that those first three verses always just jump out or is it three verses it's yeah some, it's, it's first somewhere three. about three verses mm-hmm. uh always just jump out at me as like oh those are big verses oh those, those are, are something mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just what yeah that's typically where I okay Brandon what jump what stood out uh to you anything in particular yeah I mean the um just this covenanting with with Abraham, uh, I'll make you a great nation. I'll bless you and I'll make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I'll bless those who mm-hmm. bless you and bless those who, uh, and him who dishonors you, I'll curse, and in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. I mean, this is um, God's mission. This is the genesis of God's mission to restore His good world, and it's. Uh, I have here a note in in my Bible, so that that's kind of capturing my thinking right now. Is just this is the Genesis three fifteen promise tied directly to the line of Abraham. Mm-hmm. That um, you know, when you turn back to Genesis three fifteen, I'll put en- enmity between you and the woman, and between you and your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. This is coming and starting to come into focus through the line of Abraham. <laughs> so that is where my mind goes. So you can tell me where I am wrong now. (laughs) Uh, No, no, that's not the leader's job in in these groups. (laughs) But I did. But as a leader, I did fail in one respect, Uh, and this is. And I'm glad you mentioned that verse because it's something I should mention for the for the benefit of the listeners. the The leader is supposed to try as hard as he or she can um, to to keep the discussion within the verses that are. Yep. That just mm-hmm. got read. And the reason for that is that if you've got somebody in your group who doesn't know the Bible as well mm-hmm. as somebody else, yep. and then somebody starts referring over to Genesis 3 where the other person is totally yeah, clueless that's... that that was ever there, I mean, they just, whoa, they just turn inward and... and uh, That's it, really helpful. So, yeah. Um, so then what sticks out to me is just that in Abraham, all the families of the earth will be blessed. I mean, that's... a uh, so, so another observation that, because my mind, the immediate thing is verses one through three, because I just know that they're important, right? Right. But, but even in this reading, I go, okay. So verse five, he took his. his oh, sorry, I have the NIV pulled up. Um, uh, he took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated, and all the people that, uh, and and the people they had acquired in Haran, and set out for the land of Canaan. And then they arrived, and then they arrived there. It's like he said to go, and he did it. <laughs> That's one of the mm. things that, like, mm. it's like, oh yeah, he he took his possessions, his wife, his family. They left. He just did it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That I mean, that's one of the things that sticks out from this passage is, uh, all not only thinking about a significance of, oh wow, those are those are just some big verses, but like, 
that's right in there. It's just he he left. Yep. Um, and that's what I was gonna say. Oh, <laughs> so they. Yeah, I took two. Uh, it turns out I took so the they, answer. No, no, but that's a great. That also is. I'm really glad that happened in terms of demo for the for the listeners because the, because it does happen. The first yeah. person says something, and the second person says, "Oh, that was mine." So they don't have to come up with something different. Just say he said mine. Yeah. There's you know that was because I, I I agree. That's I mean. The fact that he said that, and then Abraham just did it, you know, because like when Moses gets called, whoops, here I go in the other in the other verses. <laughs> I can't help myself. Uh, he just did it. Um, he, but he didn't ask any questions that we know of anyway, or we don't know how long he thought about this before yeah. he moved. But the way the story's written, there, he just he just heard the promise and he went. He left. Yeah. Mm. He yep. listened to the voice of God. He, he listened, you bet. And that he's, that the man of faith is the man of listening. It's mm. the one who just does it when when he hears what God wants him to do. Um, okay, somebody read reread these verses, but not in the message this time. What, what versions you got there? So I'm just holding the ESV. Um, mm-hmm. And you want me to go through one verse to eight. One through eight. Mm-hmm. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran, and Abram took his wife, uh, took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people that they had acquired in Haran, and they set out to go to the land of Canaan. When they came, ba- when they came to the land of Canaan, Abram passed through the land to the place at Shechem, to the oak of Morah. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built there an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. From there he moved to the hill country on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. Okay, so uh, what do you think is one of the main points of this reading? And what jumped out at you, what stood out at you, you might have covered some of this already, but there's, um, if there's anything else that you want to put in here, what do you think is one of the main points of the reading? Well, thinking through the, that was really helpful what Steve said a minute ago, it kind of brought me back to that idea of the just doing it. And so thinking through it in that lens, I guess it's this idea that when God calls you to do something, you do it, and in so doing, you will not only be blessed, but you will be a blessing to others. Mm-hmm. So maybe a, sim- a somewhat similar thing, um, but a little bit more of the focus then towards God is that God has called a person or persons... <laughs> I could just end the sen- sentence there. God, God has called... And that calling, to finish what you were just saying, is that not only has he called, but he's called a person or persons 
that they might bless others, that, that it would go out from there. Yeah. It's not, not that the blessing would just stop with that. Yeah, person. It's not about that person. It, yeah. It's the, but God is going to use this person. God is going to call this person to bless the nations. That mm-hmm. it that it doesn't stop with that one. But it maybe it started there. But that that yeah. So just God's calling. Yeah, and mine's uh, uh, overlaps with that at least. Um, maybe says it a little different way. Maybe it's the same. Um, but the idea that God. God is proactively working a strategy. Mm. Um, he isn't just telling Abraham, be good. He's not telling Abraham, this is what I'm like and all of this. He's telling Abraham, that land over there is where I want you to go. Mm-hmm. And and you are the one who's going to be the father of this. Why? How? What? Well, it's because God's got some strategy that he hasn't totally revealed to you yet, but boy, is it there. And it's a lot more than just be, good, be a good person. Um, it's, um, it's very down to earth. It's very specific to um, Abraham. Um, all right, now, uh, uh, don't look at your Bibles for a minute, and let's just retell this story. Somebody, one, one of you guys, retell this story. The other two of us will chip in, add stuff <laughs> on as they, as needs to be, like you were telling it to to your friend. Somebody comes in and they say, "Oh, you, I heard you had you were in something called a Just Do It group today. What did you talk about?" So you're telling them this, um, whatever it was. I'll give a real short version. Okay. So if I was actually just talking to a friend and Mm -hmm. said, oh, I was in this group, um, I think the way I would actually explain it was, hey, uh, we looked at this uh, part of this chapter, Genesis 12, and in that God was speaking to Abraham and he was giving him promises that he would be blessing all the nations nations through him and he'd have to like travel to this place and go to this uh land and the guy did it and that that's kind of the story we were talking about mm-hmm. i'd probably say is some something as simple as that yeah you get the gist of it what would you add on brandon i mean you captured the gist yeah so i guess i would just say yeah god called out this one person that god said to him you know take your family with you, and I will bless you. Uh, those whom you encounter, I will bless them if they bless you. Those who curse you, I will curse them. And uh, through you, in my calling, you you will be a blessing to others. And so God called him out to a land that God had prepared beforehand, and he obeyed, he went, he did that. Um, I would wonder how, how you would if you would need to work in the the building of an altar in in that mm-hmm. but yeah yeah it, he did it twice didn't he in that yeah um yeah. Uh, yeah so he anyway abraham is worshiping once he gets to the once he gets into this place and the land is not empty the canaanites are there mm-hmm. so and he doesn't have a war he doesn't instantly conquer it but he's Anyway, the story is, you know, the beginnings of the story are, are are there, and the questions are put in the reader's mind. Okay, well, how is this all going to pan out? Yeah, God and, calls him to a place that already is inhabited. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
and um, and so we're ready to read the rest of uh, of the story in the later chapters. Um, okay, in this reading, who is listening to God? Who isn't, if anybody? And how can you tell? Who is listening to God? Who isn't, if anybody? And how can you tell? Well, I think it's very clear that Abram is listening. Um, and though I would say Sarai and Lot, they're not necessarily listening because God didn't necessarily reveal his plan directly to them as he did with Abram. So I would say Abram, Abram's listening and... I guess you could say Sarai and Lot are not, not because they're tuning him out, but because God did not directly reveal his plan to them. Well, no, that's not true, though, either, because if Abram takes Sarai and Lot, assuming that they go with him, which they do, the story reveals that they do, I guess in a way they're listening to the voice of God via Abram, right? Maybe listening to the echo. Listening to the echo. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I, I like that. Yeah. I I'm just gonna let you keep digging. You just keep going, man. It's clear it's clear <laughs> that Abram is listening to yeah. the voice of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not clear who if there is anyone who is not listening. Maybe that's a better well, way of saying one, it. One of the things is you're talking and and maybe it's helpful or not, just the observation is it it makes you wonder did God need to speak to Abram, who else was he seeking to speak to, and yet uh, maybe they weren't listening, and maybe I'm just, you know, spouting heresy here, but, uh, <laughs> but you, you know, like... We're going to need to have a conversation <laughs> after this, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly, there's an indication that a- Abram is listening to God, but that seems clear in the passage. Um, it is sound, does sound... Debatable. I, I get your point with with uh, Sarah, Sarai and Lot, and I'm not sure what to do with them. What about the Canaanites? Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they should have been listening. Yeah, we don't have anything. Don't have any here context to... there. It just sounds like they're just living their they're best there. life there. They're and, there. And <laughs> they're there. Yeah. But for sure, we can tell. I mean, it goes back to your other point of the of he left. Yeah. You know, the it's clear uh, with that's him. that's called listening. Yeah, <laughs> that's called authentic listening. God says go, and you leave. You know that, that that's um, that's where what it comes down to. Um, okay, so that brings us to the to, to it's crunch time now, guys. Uh, All right. What is God's voice saying? Is your just do it? From what we read, what could you do in the next day or two that would show that you are listening? to uh, what we've been talking about. Now, just and be careful on this one because a just do it is not something generic, like be more kind or something. It's something specific that when we meet next week, if uh, if we do this, is, this being a demo, we won't actually meet next week. Mm-hmm. But if we did meet next week, um, it would be something that we could say I did it or I didn't not something so generic that you really don't know. So what's your takeaway? What's your what's your just do it? Do you feel like God's saying to you that he wants you to do this with this person or say this to this person or 
So I'll go first. Um, for me, so I'm I'm hopeful this is specific enough. But when you when you say with the, with the lens of would you be able to test it or talk about it next week? I actually do think this would be the case, and hopefully I'll be able to get this train of thought. But um, in my, I did a theology class this summer, and we talked about different ways uh, the Holy Spirit, um, like sins against the Holy Spirit, sins that believers do, sins that unbelievers do. But for sins of believers, our, our professor talked about quenching the Holy Spirit um, and um, grieving the Holy Spirit. And one of the things I've been thinking about and really sorting through is how active am I listening for the Spirit's voice in my life? It, it's almost like, why isn't the Spirit, why, why is God not speaking to me more clearly or as often? And and part of it is, am I being faithful to obey? Am I being faithful to listen? And then if he does speak, will I, will I actually walk in it? And I, I'm convinced that if... If I listen and then obey, then he's going to speak more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then, or, or, or I'll be able to hear the Spirit's uh, work in my life more. So maybe this isn't specific enough. It feels specific in my life. I actually think I could talk about it next week and say, did I do this? And it's that the, I would want to listen to the Spirit this week in such a way that it will actually lead me to an action um, that I obey in. And so while that is general, I'm just looking for you could, one thing. You, you, well, you could say next week whether it happened or not. Yeah. but I'm open to just one thing. I don't yeah. know what it is, yeah. <laughs> but I, I want that to happen in my life. Mm-hmm. Debatable on how specific, it, <laughs> if it's specific enough, but that's, honestly, that's, I've been wrestling with that. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what we're going for, whatever we're honestly uh, yeah. honestly wrestling with. And yeah, I think that was, I think we'd be able to talk about that. Brandon, anything coming to you? Take a long time. I, I'm, I, my mind is uh, <laughs> still spinning on this one. Yeah. Um, and maybe, maybe you can help me in this because you wanted Steve and I to just be genuine and authentic in our responses. Cause this is a demo. I'll tell you, I'm, I'm a little bit struggling with the question because what God called Abraham here to is a very, there was a very specific call there. I haven't been called to the land of Canaan, Mm -hmm. but there is a general call there that could, that could be a characteristic of every follower of Christ that in Christ, so far as you are listening to the voice of God, you will be blessed and you will therefore be a blessing to others. And so that's a very general thing that can play itself out in a myriad of different ways today. I have got a plenty of things to do today where I can be a blessing to others, Lord willing. Um you know, in that journey from where Abram was to the land of Canaan, there were plenty of different paths he could have taken. I'm sure he crossed a stream or two, and there were different ways that he could have done all those things. But the end goal was that he would go, Hmm. be blessed, and in so doing, be a blessing to others. And so for me, I, I can't think of something specific enough 
to say um, there are going to be plenty of opportunities today to follow the voice of God, to do what I've been called to do in making disciples, and in so doing, I pray that I am being a blessing to others. And it will kind of come up in each situation how that goes, I guess, or how that plays itself out. So I guess that's why I'm struggling on getting super granular, super specific. I mean, take example, this podcast. Mm -hmm. I hope that there's a sense in which this podcast blesses one person. Mm -hmm. Um, I hope that there are listeners who are benefiting from it. Um, as our adult Sunday school ministry for fall of 2020. I hope that even... plug there. (laughs) It's not totally meant to be, but (laughs) doggone it, I'll take it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I hope that there are just little things that I I do today that that are a blessing to others, and in so doing that I am following the voice of God, listening to the voice of God in what I am called to be as a disciple of Jesus, to go and make disciples of, of all nations. So really broad, really general, mm-hmm. but that's maybe why I'm struggling a little bit with the question of, mm-hmm. well, gosh, I'm just trying to think of what all is coming today in, in which I can, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's, I, I think that will, I think that's a common um, thing that people will experience when they get to the just mm-hmm. do it, but it's really crucial to the, uh, to the whole process of getting better at listening to God, to be listening, like Steve's saying, for those listening for the specifics, and mm-hmm. and then doing it when yeah. the, you know, when the list, when the listener, when the listening, when God speaks, when God nudges, when God guides, when God opens an opportunity to bless somebody, like you're talking about, Brandon, mm-hmm. um, we go, oh, that's what it was. That uh, you know, I, okay, now I see it, but I see it because I've got my antenna up. And I got my antenna up because I was listening to God when we were looking at at the Word, and we look at look at Abraham. And we go, well, yeah, he he heard this mega calling <laughs> kind of thing, and then he just went and did it. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, we do that on, in the smaller um, smaller setting. Okay, now oh, I hate this part. I got to answer my own mm-hmm. question. Uh, <laughs> It's good. He's uh, Stanton's not looking at his notes right now. He's actually thinking. So I I think that that's uh, important for the listener here. Like you you yourself, even for this and teaching this, are trying to just engage honestly with 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 the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's hard. That uh, yeah. and yet uh, God is God is speaking. God is guiding. Um, And I guess I, I guess I would also relate it to the to the podcast or to the oh there we go that's what it is. Uh, it's the being available to whoever listens to this. Mm. That if the because a, a lot of people well, I think a lot of people will just look at the document you know that's attached to the thing and mm-hmm. go yep I see it let's you know that's fine no problem. Some people may rather do it with somebody the first uh, 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 the first time at least, um, and uh, so I can tell them, "All right, I'm available." I think what God wants me to do, to just do, is that when somebody calls up and says, "Would you um, uh, would you 
uh, join me and a friend or me and two friends in this thing, for, in this uh, session, um, that I say, yes, yep, I'm available. I'll, I'm going to make this work and uh, see if that can encourage them, see if God speaks to them as they, um, as they do uh, a group. Yeah, it, it seems like there's a reorienting of our thinking that needs to take place. Um, how can I worship God in this moment? Um, I don't know. That's just, as you were talking, that's kind of where my mind went in hearing what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well... Uh, now, uh, would one of you lead us in a prayer with these three just do it in mind? Let's re- recap to make sure that we're... Sure. Steve, you're... So mine is that if and when the Spirit does prompt me towards a specific action this week, that I would follow it and and actually obey instead of just acknowledging, oh, I think God's <laughs> directing me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the core essence of what I was trying to say is when those opportunities present themselves that I will be in tune, that I will have my antenna up and I will be in tune with what it is that God is directing me towards in that specific moment. So in my misunderstanding of the question, I think that's what I was trying to come around to saying, if that makes sense. Sure. Okay, and mine is the available to um, help somebody get started, somebody who wants to do their own group. Hmm. So, a prayer? Yes. (laughs) Okay. I'll be happy to pray for us. Um, Father, uh, we do commit these things before you, um, for Brandon and I in particular, that we would clearly hear your voice and obey uh, for and Brandon, I guess in particular, more as he's going, there will be opportunities, and I ask that that you would um, show him how he can be a blessing uh, in this in this day, and then he would follow that rather than get caught up in um, just just doing whatever it is. But he would rather just uh, seek to be a blessing as you have blessed him. Um, Father, pray for Stan that. Um, that as listeners uh, would would contact him, wh- however it would be, that he would be able to say yes and be available and and be receptive to that and just ask that you would allow for uh, that to be a yes rather than, um, than a no. Uh, pray these things and entrust them to you. Amen. 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 All right, that's the end of the demo. So now a little, we got maybe a couple of minutes here uh, for some feedback. If you guys picture yourselves doing that, if you with a couple of friends or family members, um, taking that sheet right there and and doing what we just did, um, what what happens? Can you do that? Can you see yourselves doing that? And do you need to know anything else before you Mm. could go do that? I don't think so. I mean, it's helpful to see. It's helpful to have those questions for sure once you just start getting into it. Um, One of the questions that came across my mind 
at the beginning, it was really helpful to, to be a part of this demo to see how this played out. Because at first I was wondering, is this, a, is this an evangelistic tool? Is this a method for evangelism ultimately? But it seems like it, it could just be a good way to get with your core friends, family, and to really start processing, are you listening to the voice of God? And in what ways are you listening? And in what ways are you not listening? Um, and in what ways could you improve in your listening to God's voice? That's a the evangelism um, point is a really fascinating one because when if we just say we're trying to help people in our world listen to God more and better, the line between the believers and the non-believers kind of gets real fuzzy because mm-hmm. uh, the neighbor who's not listening to God now and maybe not a Christian or maybe they are or maybe I don't know if they are or I don't know exactly where they're at or how much they know. But if I start talking to them about listening to God and do they want to listen to God more with me, um, you know, then we just go, we just get into the scripture without going through that other, what we ordinarily think of as all the pre-evangelistic stuff. Mm. We just jump in. So it's funny because you mentioned, I was going to have a very similar question. It wasn't, I wasn't, thinking of it or framing it quite the way you were there, Brandon, but um, very, very, um, very much in questioning the, is this more for believers? Is this, you know, is this evangelistic kind of thing? In my mind went, and there's, there's a few different guys in my life that um, I don't believe to be believers at this point, but this would be uh, an easy entrance point into into spiritual conversation with them. And and so it's funny that you, you mentioned it thinking, maybe tending towards the others, but um, for what Stan's saying here is, I, I think right on, is the walls just kind of disappear. So it's not whether or not it's for believers or unbelievers. It, it's, it's yes. Yeah, it, it's for those in our world. or our. Uh, that's kind of how you were phrasing it yeah. earlier. It's just we can change our world. Yeah, that they're... You know, if you ask me if if um, my neighbor is a Christian or not a Christian, I can have a really hard time answering that. Mm-hmm. If you ask me if my neighbor is listening to God or not, I can tell you right away. Mm-hmm. And the, but then the key question is not are they or aren't they, but are they open to listening? Yeah. If I ask, if I talk to them about this with that lead-in um, conversation. Um, that we did in the the previous session, um, you know, would what would they say? Are they are they ready to listen? Ready ready to uh, try this out or or not? And they might be, and they might not be, and they might not be, right. and then they're closed okay. off to it. Yeah, yeah. So another question: Where <laughs> where, I... where does the conversation go from that point? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you're still. I mean, you're still neighbors. You're still right. friends. You're just totally. You 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 uh, presented them with an option. They didn't. Uh, they didn't pick it up. So yep. Yep. that's not your job to ram it down their throat. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. but maybe it is our job to get a little more proactive and open up lines. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Put out some feelers and see who's re- see who God has got ready. Yeah, do you we- lead off? Do you lead off those conversations, or does there need? I mean, it seems like there needs to be some level of 
maybe for lack of a better word, community there, you need to have made some inroads with your neighbor that you could get to that question, right? Or do you just not spiritually? You, just start, you don't start off. No, not spiritually. You don't. You okay. need. I mean, if they know you, if they if, if they ask you how you are, it's different than going to the mall and just saying, "Hey, you." Yeah, <laughs> it's right. your neighbor. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or it, it's it's somebody that you. Yeah, I, I think of even businesses that maybe I frequent often who know my name. You know, the the workers know my name. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, those aren't complete strangers. M- maybe we haven't connected spiritually at a certain level, but but we're familiar with yeah, one another. Yeah, you guys have some some level of relationship. Yeah, and that's is that and what that you're goes saying? back to the these yeah. are people in your circle. These are yeah. people in your world. Yeah. Yep. Okay. But so the bigger question is how much time have you actually got? You know, if you're in the checkout line at the grocery yeah. store, you, mm. it's you're not going to make it. But in another store at the counter, there might be enough there, yeah. enough of a window that you mm. could start down this uh, road. Anyway, but that's uh, uh, that that's getting into details, and we'll see as listeners try this thing out in various contexts yeah. um, what what we come back with. One of the questions I would have if I was a listener and um, and and do have as someone who just participated in this is okay. So it it was great that we did this, and I think I could lead one of these. I get the concept, but how do I know which passages to choose? How, how come we landed in Genesis twelve, and and do I need do I need to like prepare a list of key passages? Are these going to be given to me? Or if I were wanting to start one of these, I, I'd want to know. How, how do I know what scriptures to bring up? Yep. Um, well, the the sheet has four has enough for four weeks, and we mm-hmm. present uh, we suggest that people do this either for three uh, or four weeks, and uh, depending whether there are three or four people in the group, so they each take one turn at being the MC. Um, those those are there if they get to the end. Or as they get to the end, they go, well, are we going to do this some more? Are we, you know, where where are we going from here? What are our options? Yeah, there are there are lots of other lists, short ones, long ones for um, for you know, I've got several that are in the six to eight week uh, range, and there there are various other lists, um, passage lists that like take people through the biblical story or some are entirely within one book, like the book of Acts. Um, They exist. So you could make a rhythm out of this almost. If you wanted to make it an annual thing, if you wanted to make it an every couple months thing, Mm -hmm. if you wanted to make it every other month, Mm -hmm. just take this next month, try to keep your antenna up into what yeah. God is speaking to you. Yeah, or let's say a grandparent who wants to be a spiritual influence on their grandkids. They could do it with a with a couple of grandkids on a rotating basis. If, assuming the kids are this this has been shown to work by other people for example, well, and I tried it with my own grandkids. Um, if they're about age 10 or up, they can actually do this. What we did today in the demo. So the, the grandparent might do it for a month uh, with two grandkids at a time and then go on to the next two or however many um, however many they've got. Not that it has to be every week for a year or for life or for, you know whatever, but 
it's an it's an opportunity for influence, and the grandparent can see. Okay, could this kid start a group? Is there an ideal size for the this group? Like no less than three, no more than. Does it matter? No, we're we're saying three or four in order to reduce the number of options that people have to think about. Okay. If there, it's but those are not imperatives. Okay. Um, gotcha. Just we want it to be manageable to where people can think mm-hmm. of it. Mm, yeah, I can think of two two people I could do this with. Yeah. 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 It's not that scary. It's yep. not that. Okay, so I do have a question, a follow up. And and you were mentioning doing it with your grandkids. Yeah. And my question is, there's a lot of parents out there that have elementary age kids that they're going, I could do this. I could do this with my son or daughter or sons and daughters and do this as, as a group study together as a family. Would you have any suggestions in that? When you do family devotion kind of thing, like those can, those aren't just necessarily three or four sessions. Those could be um, extended things. Do you see sure. this kind of system being something that parents could really grab hold of and and think about how they connect with their children spiritually? Um, it, they, it, they could do it. I don't have. I haven't. I haven't tested it in that uh, setting, and um, and there are problems. Or there's there there's a different different kind of problem comes in when you have the authority mm. um, relationship. The d- relationship between a grandparent and a grandchild is way different than sure. the, than the one between a parent and a child. So when the parent says in the family devotion time, "Did you do your do, just do it from mm-hmm. last week?" That's got whole different connotations than yeah. when the grandparent says it. Um, so that's, but that doesn't mean it it can't work or or won't work. It just means it's uh, take the family dynamics into yeah the family dynamics will affect it. So just you'd have to be aware of that. Are the so along those same lines? Just follow up there. Would this group perhaps be most ideal in more peer relationships? I don't know because the. that that's probably the easiest place for people to start, but the, the grandparent grandchild thing um, was one that I gravitated to because I think there are a lot of grandparents at Grace who would love to be real good spiritual influences on their grandkids. Yeah. But if you think about doing that in the in our normal structures, that's really scary. The grandparent calls up the grandkid, high school grandkid or something, and says, do you want to do a Bible study with me? Oh, man. Mm-hmm. This is uh, – because then it's all on the grandparent to plan this thing, to make – to get it organized, to keep it interesting, to hold the tension, whatever. Man, that's a, that is a tall, tall order. But in this kind of a thing where you're just looking at the – scripture together and you're actually just working through it, what happens is the grandkid gets to overhear the grandparent doing the same thing that they're doing. Um, And the grandkid, my 10-year-old granddaughter led one of these sessions and she was fine reading the questions and and, uh, going ahead with it. And the... um, So... So the potential there, and that's, of course, not a peer thing at all, mm-hmm. but it works. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully the listeners can keep going too after they've tried this yeah. a couple of times or before they try it if they want to kick the idea around. But don't. But the challenge is not to overthink it, not to figure we got to get this all figured just out. Just do it. We just do it. Mm. We just, okay, yep, I think I could do it. Here we go. So, so I still want to pick at this a little bit in that you've got these questions and, and one of the questions is, so I'm overthinking it, right? Is why these questions or how, how did you come up with, I mm-hmm. assume you, you developed these and, no. and perhaps that you developed based off of other things, but. but yeah, why? no, that's, uh, that's a great question. The, uh, because the, I didn't develop them mm-hmm. there. Well. I adapted them yeah, for my sure. experiment um, that I that I wanted to do, but they are only a slight adaptation off of the dis- uh, what's commonly called the discovery Bible study um, approach, and and they're deliberately consciously um, a- adapted from that, mm-hmm. uh, and that's out there, and there are several variations on that already out there. So my confidence that the thing works is built on that, you know, on vast, on global experience of other people with very similar questions, which I've tweaked for this thing. The name is new. The just nobody's got just do it groups sure. except Grace Church. If we haven't, yeah. if we get some going, so. I've heard of Discovery Bible Studies, but yes. not not from you. So that I mean, that's right. That's uh, that's a a thing that exists. Outside mm-hmm. of just the oh yeah, Stan has heard of these things, you know that that's a yep. that's a thing. So, mm-hmm. well, I don't know how we're doing on time, but I am uh, thankful for this this time together and um, walking through these just do it groups, Stan. So thanks for joining us today, and um, thanks for leading us through fearlessly on this just do it group. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for for chipping in, for participating. As I, as I said earlier, totally un, unprepared, totally no idea what passage we were going to read or what yeah. we were going to ask or anything. Well, thank you again, Stan, for joining us. And for you, the listener, uh, thanks for uh, sticking with us and hearing a little bit more. And we'd love for you to um, join and, and start one of these ju- Just Do It groups. <laughs> <laughs>